Welcome to another episode of Sisters in Conversation. I'm your host, Debella Mutani. I'm an attorney by profession and the founder of a platform called Sustain Law, which is a platform dedicated to empowering women through legal education. On today's episode, I have with me Katleho Mukwena. Katleho obtained her law degree from the University of the Witwatersrand. After obtaining her undergraduate, she studied and obtained her postgraduate diploma in corporate law at the University of Johannesburg whilst completing the compulsory practical legal training. She started her legal career when she joined the National Prosecuting Authority under the Aspirant Prosecutor Program. She then started prosecuting in the district courts and shortly thereafter went to act as a regional court prosecutor. Having completed her PLT in order to be admitted as an attorney, Katleho left the NPA and pursued to complete her articles at Legal Aid South Africa. She is an admitted attorney of the High Court. From articles, she went on to practice for her own account as one of the directors under the name and style Mokwena and Lamini Attorneys Incorporated. Five years after that, she got an opportunity to act as a magistrate stationed in Soweto. She was recently appointed as a permanent magistrate in 2021. Katleho has been in the legal fraternity for 12 years and an admitted attorney for 9 years. When one looks at her short track record, she has really been on all sides of the fence. A state prosecutor, a defense attorney, and now on the bench being a magistrate. Katleho is pursuing her studies as she plans to equip herself in understanding the multifaceted aspects of the law. I hope you enjoy today's episode as much as I enjoyed speaking to Katleho. Hi, Katleho. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hi, Tebelo. Thank you so much for inviting me to your platform. It's quite exciting. Um, Yes, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm actually very, very excited to have you here. Um, When you first sent your bio to me, I was very excited because I had seen, I think on Twitter, that you're a magistrate. Um, I had also heard... Uh, I think you were one of um, Kundi's first guests on the legal dish. And yeah, so I want. Oh, yes, yes. I actually wanted to interview you last year, but I was already done with the season. I was already very close to finishing the season. So I'm excited you could join us for season three. We've never had somebody, um, you know, who has been a state prosecutor, somebody who's been a defense attorney and somebody who's, you know, now a magistrate. So thank you. Thank you so much for availing yourself. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I heard that you wanted to interview me. I was like, oh, no, I'm a bit shy, but we'll get around it whenever she's ready. <laughs> so, yeah, my cousin Kund actually told me, like, oh, yes. no, whenever oh. she's ready, I'll be there. I'll be available. No, yeah. that's good. That's good that she's reliable because, you know, I had mentioned to her in passing mm-hmm. and I was like, no, your um, seems like a nice person. She might say yes. And she she reassured me that you're a nice person and that you'd say yes. So thank you for living up to that expectation. <laughs> thank you. She's being too modest. <laughs> thank you. <to> <laughs> uh, all right, Katleho, within the little time that we have, um, let's just start from the beginning about who Gatlaho is, where did you grow up, how many siblings do you have, which primary high school did you go to, um, maybe share with us uh, some uh, a fond memory of primary school, a fond memory of high school, and then tell us why you decided to study law. Yeah, sure. A bit, yeah. Katleho is a is a was a very quiet child. Hey, back in the day, I was very shy, very very shy. I hardly spoke. I think I found my I got out of my shell in high school. Mm. So, uh, I'm from the Val, south of Johannesburg. Uh, grew up in Subukeng, Fenabel Park. I did my you know first primary Park Ridge, then Cedarlock High School. Then after that, I said my university. I told myself I want to go to Joburg, you know, City of Lights. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I went to I I went to, I studied law at Wits Wits University. So I think that's where yeah I think that's where life began more first and foremost. I'm a rose amongst the thorns. I've got two siblings, brothers. I'm in the middle. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we saw familiar to we saw we saw familiar child syndrome, some of us, but yeah. <laughs> but what what makes it better is because I'm a girl, so the attention is quite nice from both my big brother, my little brother. So yeah, that's Katleho. Katleho is can I say kya papa? But yeah, but I don't show it. I don't know when you want to go. I don't know if you can say that because you 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 told us that you're quiet, but actually it's it's, it's, it's the quiet one. I got out of my shell. That's why you know. So yeah, I'm very I'm I'm very assertive, very strong. You know, my character is a bit strong. So, but yeah, loving, caring. I'm always in people's corner if I value friendship. So she's a mother, she's a magistrate by profession, she's a sister, she's she's a whole lot more, you know? So yeah, that's Katlaho in a nutshell. I don't know what else you would want yeah. to know. No, thank so, you yeah. so much for sharing. Um, and then Katlaho, you know, you've been, you've, you've, you've been practicing for quite some time or rather you've been in the legal profession for quite some time, 12, 12 or so odd years. Um, and, you know, Back, back in the time that you were in varsity, or rather when you were in high school, trying to explore your options, um, and then you decided on law, what, mm-hmm. what made you, let me see, how can I put it? What, what, what's, what kind of access to information did you have at that time? You know, th- there was no social media, there was no platforms like Sustain Law that sure. were sort of mentoring or educating you on the different um, types of profession one can take on within the legal mm-hmm. profession how did you then become aware that you didn't have to be an advocate or an attorney how did you become aware and when in your varsity career did you become aware of the fact that you didn't have to be an attorney or an advocate sure you know my journey i think starts from high school you know when you get to grade is it grade 10 eh? when you start choosing mm-hmm. subjects mm-hmm. So I was terrible in mess, I was terrible in mess. I kept putting E on stereotyping and I was so happy. <laughs> I was very terrible. So I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I thought like, let me just go study law. I'll have a plan. And the funny thing is, I always tell people don't study law because you don't have an option. But I did, you know, because I just, if it wasn't this, I didn't know I could never get into the sciences the BA, so I was very, uh, you know, let me just go study law because I don't have an option. I'm terrible with maths. I can read. I'm not lazy to read, but let's give it a shot. So when I got to VETS, I got my university entrance and I got to VETS. And you know, most at, at varsity, there's this career week somewhere, somehow. I think it's in February, March. Yes, yes. So, you know, you get, you, you see this, the big, the big law firms, the big fives, you see the big law firms and you can see that the criteria, the need, for a kid attorney and all this mm-hmm. stuff. So obviously you tell yourself like, ah, there's no way that I can get there. There's, there's no way. I mean, I'm not even an A student. So why, why am I going to even bother? Yeah. So I just, I tried. I just decided that, you know what? I think it was in my third year or fourth year. I think third year, we started trying to think of vacation work and all that. My, I, I had a passion for criminal law. So I even became a tutor at varsity. Mm-hmm. So I had a passion for criminal law. I did criminal law. I enjoyed it final year came and I'm like I don't know what I'm gonna do I have no plan you mm. know so I literally had no plan so then I graduated I told I graduated and then I you know what I figured like you know what I might not need it now let me just go do my PLT so I did it for a year my PLT the same time I did a postgraduate at University of Johannesburg in between so I'm like I still have no plan mm. so there's no place to get employed yet because I don't know what I want to do mm. So no, man, I think like, no, you know what? I love criminal law. Let me go give being a prosecutor a shot. So there was this aspirant prosecutor program. I'm like, I'm just going to apply and I'm going to take it and go with it. My dad was like, it's no stress if you don't want to, if you don't want to work, it's okay. So try to figure yourself out. You will find a way. Because mm. I was like, there's no, I, I was not cut up for articles because I didn't like this thing of we're conditioned in varsity too. You would have to get out of varsity, go to your articles, get admitted, become an attorney, or get out of varsity, then go to your privilege, become admitted. I wasn't aligned with that because like there's no way which work, which law firm could take me. I know there were small, medium-sized law firms, you know, but I was mm-hmm. like, I was not feeling it, to be honest. Mm. So I got into, became a prosecutor, started there as an aspirant prosecutor program and I started and I moved. Luckily, I had finished my PLT when I started. So like, okay, maybe that's in the bag. In case something happens, 
which of course it did, you know, so you, you prosecuted this court and then like, okay, no, you're a bit of a fast learner, go to the regional court and, and mm. prosecute the regional court where you do your serious case, your murder, your rapes, or whatever the case is. And then, yeah, okay, fine, I saw. But then there was this thing of, you are not, if you've done your LLB, you're not complete if you're not admitted. So you started, you know, mm. the, monkey on my, the, man, the monkey on my back. Mish, I I'm know like, ah, you know. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, ah, but you're not a complete, you're not an attorney, you're not admitted, you know. So, ah, and I figured, like, you know what, I'm in a permanent job that time. I'm already absorbed into the system of the NPA. I'm in a permanent job. I now have to decide between quitting a permanent job to go do my articles. So I have to find articles. But then I'm like, you know what, the road less travel, people don't really like they don't really like okay which law firm do you go to your articles so i'm like okay i'm gonna go look, i'm gonna go to legal aid yeah yeah south africa so i applied legal aid south africa they took me i had to resign from a paying job to cut down salary i literally moved back home to do my articles so all good and well i did my because of legal aid you know there's this perception of if you do if you're an illegal attorney you're not good enough whatever the case is but that's where I actually I discovered my confidence and my strengths. You know, yeah, I sure. learned my, my litigate, I learned my litigating skills there. Mm. Everything that I am now, shame, I, I, I learned it from there. Yeah, so that was good to highlight that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the journey I started. So I did my articles. So fortunately, as you know, if you do PLT, practical, practical legal training, you only do it for a year. You do mm. your articles for a year. So I was like, oh, good shot. I wrote my board exam, I did did articles for a year, and then I finished, I, I was done. There was no need for me to stay. So I'm thinking like, okay, now I'm unemployed now. What am I going to do? I tried it, but it didn't work. Then it don't, because, you know, I'm a risk taker by nature. Like, I always try new things, you know? Mm. So I just, no, no, man, I can be my own boss. Let me try open my own law firm. A real risk, you know, obviously, like the naysayers. Don't do it. You're a female. You're gonna struggle with clients. Or I'm like, hey, it's a risk I'm willing to take. If I, if I, if I fail, I would have failed trying. You know. So I opened my own law firm with a friend of mine who, whom I found at Legal Aid, and we just did it. Just opened a law firm. It was very strange at the time because there were not a lot of female law firms in the Val. They still are not. So we're like trying to just groundbreaking that these mm. young girls are just literally they doing it. Mm. And we did it. They were mm. long, and it's been hard. It was hard. It's it's still hard. It's difficult because not only you're a black female, but then now you measure against your male counterpart. And it's like mm. ah, you don't know the law. This is a boys' club. The NLP is like it's a it's a boys' club. You and know, at that you time you were young. As well, exactly. I was very young, exactly like you are so ambitious at the age of 25, 26. You open your law firm, you know, like but yeah, mm. so we did it. We fought, it was hard, you know. But with support, we got there, we getting in the hang of it. We started with small matters. We figured that we were women, so we're going to do family law matters your divorces, your maintenance, those type of things, you know, yeah. pension funds, claim from helping people claim pension funds. Sure, so but then obviously you get your little criminal criminal work here and there, and then that's how we we grew. So yeah, this has been my journey. Mm-hmm. And then in 2019, I didn't plan to become a magistrate, I must tell you. It's okay, 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 wait, wait, okay, no, no, wait. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> cut you off there. I'm gonna cut you off there. All right. Um we're gonna come back to the magistrate one. You know, that's the one I'm gunning okay. for as well. Um All but right. I always love <laughs> to use this platform to educate especially my younger listeners you know people who are going through varsity they are panicking they are in their third and fourth year all their close friends have um secured articles at the top five law firms or you know someone has just created a job because they're thinking okay i need to go start at a law firm which is not the case um and you know also in the past I've i've had a few students come to me and say ish legal aid are we going to be real attorneys if we go to legal aid and serve our articles there Mm. our friends are at xyz you know um so just for somebody who's out there listening is this npa program still something that's happening uh right now and just tell us about how somebody who's interested in pursuing that path can get into the program what sort of um, things can you recall from your application? What sort of things can you recall from your interview? Maybe two or three tips that you can share with somebody who's thinking along those lines. 
Okay. So, you know, you're actually right because a lot of people, they panic. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're in the third phone, you're like, must I really go with the articles route and all that stuff? Because, you know, the journey. And I always said that I took the road less traveled. I, I went my left way mm-hmm. and I somehow found myself. I ended up doing my articles. I got admitted. And a lot of people, you can do your LLB and not even become admitted, but be a success what you do. It's still fine. But obviously, if you, you need to get admitted as an advocate or an attorney mm. to, you know, to, it, it, I think it makes your CV better because you're an admitted attorney of the high court, mm-hmm. advocate of the high court. So what I did um, with the NPA, it, it's, it's a yearly program. I think it started back then, I think 2008 or so. It's a yearly program. I It was in the newspapers. I mm. just took it and I applied, you know, you fill in ZDT3 form. Your qualification i was like i'm taking chances there because i'm fresh out of varsity yeah yeah so so yeah so you apply and then once you get shortlisted you, you go and you go and write an exam they, they receive application then you you go write an exam it's a multiple choice exam i don't know if it's still the case now but mm-hmm. i think it is because when people ask me what, what 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 to expect it's a multiple choice they literally uh, it's about criminal laws civil procedure i mean mm-hmm. criminal procedure basically those things and, and the law of evidence that literally multiple choice questions regarding those three mm. courses that you did in varsity. And then if clearly if you score high, then you get shortlisted for an interview. I got shortlisted. I was really quite shocked. Mm. I was actually shocked when I got called on the 28th of December 2009. They Yo. say you must come in. That time was I'm partying in Dirk in Cape Town, only having fun. Yo. I get this call. You got an interview in January. In January, you must come for the interview. I was literally I was shocked because I forgot like I think what. I'll see what I do. So mm. then I went for the interview. Maybe they were easy on me because I had no experience they could see on my CV. So literally they just quizzed me in the theory of criminal laws, criminal procedure, a little bit of civil um, procedure, just a little bit, and also your law of evidence. So your mm. just the normal questions that you see that you understand. And then yeah, then I got in. I just I got in, and then that's where my journey started so people should not feel disheartened if you don't want to do articles don't feel the pressure i think maybe i'm that example that oh there's hope or oh mm-hmm. to do it a different way in a different mm-hmm. way in which i have done it at the end of the day today i'm still admitted i'm an admitted attorney but i didn't start after varsity straight into it because i just felt that i i, I wasn't strong i wasn't that confident enough i wasn't an a student so you know you doubt yourself you know but yeah so people must not feel disheartened or discouraged it will if you have a plan your plan will work out eventually and i know there's this 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 this, this perception that oh if you're an attorney you won't learn as much as you can yes fine if you do your articles it's criminal orientated true but then the litigation skills that you get there it's it's, it's out of this world so yeah so people must not feel that i don't have a plan what am i gonna do it comes together eventually Sure. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. And then can you please tell us what does a prosecutor do? What 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 are the day-to-day tasks that a prosecutor does? You mentioned that you were in um district court and then you went to regional court. Are there differences? There is because the district court, remember, it's where you do your not gonna say your petty crimes, but your theft, your assault with intent to do really harm, your theft, shoplifting, just those those typical cases, your little cop, your common robberies, but then regional court, then you do your your aggravated robberies, your murders, your serious stuff, like serious, serious cases, your 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 extradition cases, the treason, all those type of serious hectic cases, which which carries like a proper minimum sentence of 15 years just for, for a start. So I started the district court. District mm-hmm. court, being a prosecutor, is you represent the state. There's no plenty for defendant. It's the state versus the accused. Yeah. So the state being the, if you, if let's say, for example, I assault you, develop, you know, you're going to go to the police station, open a docket, and then you will be the complainant. Mm-hmm. So I will be representing you, the complainant, putting your case forward against the person who's, against the person who's assaulted you. So in a day-to-day, obviously, you start with those. You, you do cases like that. You do trials. You do bail applications. If someone wants to apply for bail, you do your bail applications and all that stuff. So I started in the district court, and then 
I think maybe it was too good. I don't know. <laughs> then they moved <laughs> to, to the regional court. And then I, yeah, you just I just learned as I go. So there's the difference between district and regional court. And then when it comes to the, always your position of drugs, you can do it in the both the district and regional court. The value would depend, it would depend on the value and the quantity, all that the all those things. So mm. if you want to represent the state and work for the state, and and I think being a prosecutor is so special because you're literally fighting for the person who's been who's who, who's been disadvantaged or you know disadvantaged. Like here, I was beaten up, or someone broke into my car. They stole, they stole something, and then they found this person. You put, you put those dead case forward. I think once you, even now when you move to regional court, when you do proper sexual offenses cases like rape, rape of a minor, trying to seek justice for the, for 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 the for, for the person who's been who's been done wrong. Mm. It, it, it's heartwarming. It's a lot of work, but it's heartwarming. But the, but the, also the pressure is too much. It's strong. Mm. So it's it's fun. I really believe that whatever work prosecutors are doing, it's a brilliant. It's 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 it, it, it interesting, and it, it's life changing somehow. Because once you get that guilty verdict over someone who's done you wrong, it's yeah, it just makes your day extra lighter. Sure. So that was my prosecution journey. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wasn't for easy. Um. You know. Uh. You you mentioned um. Uh, you know, like a sensitive topic being rape, domestic violence. How were you able to sort of not take the, the, the that burdensome aspect of your job? You know, how were you able to not take it home with you, if I can put it that way? How did you program yourself um, or get used to the fact that I shouldn't, I shouldn't carry this with me? You know, it, it's, it's my job. Um, yes, I'm trying to seek justice for the complainant or whatever the case is, but how mm -hmm. did you make sure that some of those matters don't follow you into like, you know, your nightmares or, or make you an upset person <laughs> when you get home, you don't want to talk to your kids, you don't want to talk to your husband, you're just like sad. How did you manage to separate your personal life from mm -hmm. your professional life? You know, funny enough, my husband always says that the profession that we're in, we need to go for therapy. <laughs> so yeah. yeah so um unfortunately i think for me Devil, i couldn't always divorce myself you know worse as being a female and then you're representing someone who's been raped or a minor who's been raped mm. it, it sticks with you mm. i think maybe that's it, it makes you then want to work 10 times harder to secure that conviction yeah if you lose the case you feel the blow as if you were the victim so it's it, it, it was hard to divorce yourself from I am representing this complainant and now I need to go home. I will go home with it, you know, mm. carry it, carry it through. And you feel sad, you feel depressed, you, you, but then you know that anyway, I need to see, I need to get justice for this individual, this complainant. Funny enough, when I started to divorce myself and become numb in a way, was when I switched to the other side, when I became a defense attorney. Mm. Now I'm no longer representing the complainant. I'm, defa I'm defending the rapist, Yo. the alleged rapist. Yo. So that mind shift, it, mm. it, it, it was extremely difficult. But then I I, I, I grew, I grew a thick, I, I grew a pair and I, I, I had to like, like this is work, this work. This is that if this piece, your client is giving you a version, you stick to it, you run with it, you fly with it. Mm. I would would I feel joyous if I have won a case, a rape case? I, as a defense attorney, I feel horrible. Mm. I'd feel terrible as opposed mm. to when I was a prosecutor. Mm. And like, okay, no, you you got away with it, and then that's that. But then I've assisted you, you know. Mm. I feel terrible if I would either or I wouldn't feel like I wouldn't feel the same as I as I was when I was a prosecutor and I won the case. So it was a big mind shift. It was a, it was difficult. And I think when you represent a complaint and there's a prosecutor, you you form a bond because if I, you know that it's it, 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 rape happens around you, even if it happens within your family somehow, mm -hmm. so you could relate with the complainant. So it, it was a domestic violence. So it, 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 it's something that you can't easily divorce yourself. Up until when I switched to the other side, I had to literally, you know, just know that I'm going, I'm doing my job, I'm helping this person, 
um, protect his constitutional right. Let's see how it goes. If he gets convicted, he gets convicted. If he doesn't, doesn't, I will do my best and that's that. So I think, yeah, that's why maybe most people say, ah, lawyers are liars. You know, you do defend, you know, people <laughs> sure. do heinous crimes. Yeah. You know? But they know that you just, you, 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 you're just assisting your client. That's the best you can do. So, yes. Yeah. 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 I wanted to, 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 to just tie this um, uh, back in with earlier on, you had mentioned that when you had started your law firm, you were one of the few um, women in, in the VAL, young as well, who, who, who had their own law firm or their own practice. Can you, can you tell us about what male mentorship to you has been like? in the NPA, I can only imagine that, um, or even as a defense attorney, I can only imagine that that is even more of a, a man's world. How did you get around? Did you have mentors, um, you know, especially male mentors? Did you find it easy? Or did you find that you always had to constantly prove yourself that you have this thick skin? It's actually the letter. I, had, I constantly had to prove myself, you know? In terms of mentors, when we started the law firm, we just, we had no safety net, me and my, my former partner. So we had no safety net. We told them we're just going to do this thing. We're going to try. Obviously, you, you start from where you come from. You go to legal aid. You say, okay, fine, put me on the pen of attorneys. I'm going to give, give me work, which they did, you know, because they knew that, oh, you guys were brilliant, so we just continue. But... There were a few old male attorneys who, be, who were shocked, like, you're actually doing it. Wow. Come if you need help. If you need help with this, if maybe you might not be strong in civil, I will assist you on to the profile. But that was not across the board anyway, because here you come, even your own attorney, even your own clients, here comes a walk into court, and then I have a, a male client, and then like, oh, you are my lawyer. I said, you don't know. You know, you're not going to do it like that today. And as far as it turns out, when we'd finished the case, I was better than my male counterpart. So it, the constant having to prove yourself, you end, up, you end up wanting to be an overachiever and being a perfectionist in a way. Because yeah. Yeah. you know that there's five hurdles for my male, my, 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 my male colleague. I've got 15 hurdles to jump because first and foremost of my gender, you know. So it's, it's been, it, 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 it was difficult in the sense that now you want to enter this boys club of owning a law firm. Are you guys going to do it? Mm. You know, wherever you go, even if you have to go pitch for work at any place, you'd be like, ah, there's that cloud of sexual harassment there. Maybe they want something returned. And you don't have those, those you, you can't, you, you, you don't want to be in that space. Mm. So it was constantly hard to prove. Like at the end of the day, you resolve yourself with the fact that my work has to, show like my, my my work my work has to just show so that I'm good at what I do. And I think I thrived at that because I knew, for example, when I had to do a trial and it's like six, six, six accused or eight accused, and there's like one female to me and then like seven other accused are male, you know, and then you know that I need to work extra 10 times harder for mm. me to achieve my goal. Mm. So it, it, it was, I grew a thick, tough skin. It built me maybe stronger, but at the same time, it would defeat you because you feel like, why must I always be the one who will have to extra do it twice? You know? mm. So I think it, it, it helped with where I am right now. So, and it's not a lot of, because there's a lot of, not of females who are, who are there in the space. So you would have to obviously lean towards the male country because they don't own, most women don't have a lot of firms when away I was in the world. So, there were men who were supportive and which was appreciative. Actually, all men, like all who have been in the business for in practice for years and years, who say, you know what, your potential, you guys do this. I'm gonna give you matters, you push and you, you push them. And also having to be what to be contained into one, you know, men will do the thing of ah, you guys are females, do the divorce cases. I'm mm. gonna refer you to like divorce times because you can't do criminal cases, hardcore cases, mm. cases. But when they actually see you in action, they're like, yo. You can actually cross examine better than me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, you know, before we all started the same degree. I mean, nothing should separate me from you. Mm. At the end of the day, we started the same exam, the same things, and we should be all equal. When you do a job, I just maybe I'm just better at it. But yeah. So it's been, it's been a tough journey, I'm not gonna lie. 
people always ask me, ah, can you, would you open, should I open my law firm? And I always say, go for it. If you know it's what you want, go for it. It's hard, but if you're willing to earn your stripes through that journey, and you know, and you know what you want to achieve, then hundred percent. So yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much for sharing. I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to think of how, <laughs> how, how draining it is. Yes, there are, you know, rewards of going the extra mile, um, having to work ten times harder than a man. Um, mm. There's definitely the thing that you mentioned that we studied the same degree. So you know. Exactly. Um, it must be it must be so draining together with the nature of the job uh you know like you mentioned where when when you were a defense attorney um it was sometimes very difficult to come to terms with the fact that you are defending somebody who committed this heinous crime how did you take care of your mental wellness you, you mentioned earlier that your husband said in our profession we have to go for therapy um how how did you take care of your mental wellness? Yo, when I was a when I was a prosecutor, I think, you know, weekends when I, because I was still young. Mm. Weekends, obviously, when you're young, you also talk about varsity. I think I would park my work problems and just party develop. And I think yeah. with that, I it reminded me that you're still human. Even though you do the serious cases, you're still human. Mm. And I, I I found my comfort zone, even though you know you party, your comfort zone. Mm. I found my comfort zone funny enough, you know. Mm. So as as the years progress by, you know, having to have your own law firm and that you start having a mind switch. So as tired, as tired I would be or depressed, maybe you know, because I'm making money, stressful, whatever the case is. I could only I survive because of my support system. Mm. So I anything that I would do, I would try not to. If I space out, I space out. If I want to do it, it go away for a weekend, I would it, 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 it helped me a lot. What is a ghost trip, which I used to do a lot, a ghost mm. trip or go away with my husband, it I would space out and it would actually help me. So mm. And in that, in that, what also helped me with my mental is also assisting people who wanted help. For example, like colleagues or female colleagues, students, and you look at it, let me lend out a helping hand and remind myself of why I'm doing this. Mm. I might be, I might be depressed or tired or whatever the case may be, but then if I see myself helping someone else, it will make me feel better. So I think that aided in my mental health. Mm. it assisted me so that I could cope better um, having to help someone and then they see the light like no I'm writing this exam can you go with this assignment and then I assist you and you see the light you come back up oh, you actually got a good mark thank you I think it that reminds me of why I started why I studied law and why I started the mm. legal profession so those small things they help and then obviously as time goes by your kids become your refuge your home become your refuge you know you remind yourself ah oh, my kids actually made me just de-stress and forget about what I do. I'm a mother of the day, I need to focus. So those small little aids and assistance here and there, that's how I, I think maybe I'm surviving, I'm coping, I guess. So yeah, mm, you sure. know, and there's, there's nothing wrong, and there's nothing wrong with a glass of wine here and there, you know. So, yeah, I'm telling you, there we go. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. There we go. Okay, no, so basically what you're saying is that you, you 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 were very intentional about um, trying to create a balance, you know, um, living your life on mm-hmm. the weekend, having holidays, having getaways. Uh, you also mentioned the strong support structure. Uh, I just want to tie in what you said about support structure with what you told us at the beginning that when you were trying to figure things out, your dad was like, "Don't rush into into working," you know try to figure yourself out. And mm. that is definitely a form of support for a parent to tell you, hey, you know what, uh, slow down, my girl, you know, um, you, mm. you're, you're, you're brilliant, you're going to get a job, but first try to figure out what it is that you want. What is it that... What, um, how, oh. how would you advise somebody who says, you know what, my parents don't understand why I don't know what I want to do, even though I have a degree, you know, how, how, how can you advise somebody to make their parents understand? A lot of us have old school parents. Um, mm-hmm. You know, 
exactly uh-huh. sitting at home they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, yeah they wouldn't mm-hmm. listen to us saying oh dad i'm just you know at home trying to figure things out um they, they want you to get cracking and working after you're done studying how would you yeah. advise somebody that's feeling a little bit lost and they don't know how to have that conversation with their parents you know the thing about black parents is they want to live their dreams and aspirations right through their kids yeah yeah so when they see that I did not go to varsity or study whatever you're doing, you need to do it and you need to become greater at what you do. So mm-hmm. I, I know my father, my father has always wanted me to be a lawyer. He's mm-hmm. always seen it. I and mean, he, he always refers to the story that happened in high school where I got into trouble and how I spoke my way out of it and, and, and other learners. And he always goes back to like, yeah, I want you meant to be a lawyer. So I, for someone whose parents assistant to say you need to do this you can't be sitting at home you have to study you have to think try to maybe try to speak to your parents in a way that they can put yourself there themselves in your shoes it's it, it's hard to say that it's hard to say um mom dad i want to do this but then no no you must do that you must you must study you must go work anything but then make your parents try to sit them down it's hard i mean our our the generation of our parents a bit they, 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 they think in a certain way, they believe you must get a job, you must be comfortable, you must do this, you must do that. So sit down your parents because the generation, the, the, the gap is changing and we live mm. in the, the world is changing consistently. Mm. So sit your parents down. I mean, I was fortunate, yes, my father did not pressurize me too much, mm. but he always knew that I was going to be in a journey, how you knew I was going to do it. Mm. So I think sitting down your parents, talking to your parents, trying to make them aware and understand where you are in your journey, in your space. Because if your circle is shoots you down, then how are you going to achieve? Absolutely. So it's basically having, having a, an engagement with the parents, making them see. I think there was a point in my life where it was a point in time when I had to explain to my father, I did like a PowerPoint on a poster, not a PowerPoint, you know, I took it, you know, this big A3 posters and I told my father what's the difference between an estate prosecutor and attorney Mm -hmm. and why do you want to leave prosecutor and go become an attorney? He didn't understand it, but he's like, oh, but you'll still be a lawyer. And I'm like, yes, I'll still be a lawyer. It's so fine. (laughs) But even I'm going to become an attorney. So it's, I think, making making your parents, explaining, making things easier for parents to understand. So they like, for example, I had to do that to make him understand, oh, this is the plan. Oh, this is what you want to do. All right, mm-hmm. and then this and then this. So engagement, all of course it's engagement. And what can I say? Do you pray for your parents if they say you no, know, if they are adamant and stern that they do this? But yeah, it's one of those. Engage with the parents, talk to your circle, talk, so talk to your support system. Let them see what you see, even though they don't see it. So that's what, that's what I can say. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, you know what you're saying is very important that it's up to us to also educate our parents. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they're from a different time. My mom always says, I'm from a different time to yours. When, when I was in school, I knew that my options were, were nursing, Limited, social worker, um, teacher, admin, <laughs> teacher, you know. I didn't know that I could ever think of being an engineer as a woman I didn't have the option to dream of being a, a prosecutor as a woman I just knew that so it's actually up to us to to educate them um my brother for example he's studying uh geology and Oof, it took a while. I'm sure. <laughs> Do you understand that? Hey, parents. <laughs> they were just like, engineering, so like they were just like, what you know? Are we going to be paying for? You know? Um, but it's been very what is that? Exactly. It's been very interesting um for him to educate them on what this path is and, and the career options that are open to him. And whenever there's mm. someone successful in the in, in the field, he shares that with them. You see, this is what this person does, mm-hmm. not just limited to ABC, but I can also do this, I can do that. So that, um, we constantly have to educate our parents. We owe them that much as well. That much, because you know, yeah, definitely developed, definitely. The same thing with my little brother. When he went to Costa of Chill Science, he had to explain what is that you know that people do not understand it's like no it's about also you know let's talk about insurance they just didn't get it but definitely it's important to educate 
the people who've brought us here and who want the best for us. So mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, now we can talk about the magistrate stuff. <laughs> um, All right. You painted a very the nice fun stuff. You painted a very, very nice, um, colorful journey for us. You, you've literally been on both sides of the law. You've, you've, you've been, you've been the good person and you've been the villain. You know, the, the villain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and now you are the presiding officer. What? How, sure. I don't even know. It's the start of my question. Um, but maybe you can guide me on this one. How did you become a magistrate? Do you get invited? Did you apply? Um, you know, yeah, what are, the, what, what are some of the qualifications that a magistrate needs? Do you have to have been admitted? Do you have to have gone through the NPA first? Can you share with us how you got here? Sure, I think, you know what? Our journeys are different. I think if you have a goal and a dream, how you get to it, it, it can't be the same to, it's not the same as you and I. So um, there are magistrates or even judges who were never, sometimes were never, magistrates were never attorneys, for example. Some were just, they were prosecution for prosecution, they went straight to the bench. Mm. My journey is different because I think, even like Papa, like, I just wanted to feel of everything, you know. Mm -hmm. I knew that I, okay, MPA, okay, I'm getting bored now. I need to, I'm not enough, I'm not complete. I need to go get an article. So I think that journey was brought me to a full circle. Well, not full, full, but it's getting to become a full circle because the dream is to become a judge one day. So I, I never planned to be a ministry, if I could say that. Somehow, I think it was a, it's a piece of a puzzle to the bigger picture somewhere. Mm. But I never played it, even of how the opportunity fell onto my lap. My, my lap it just happened. So what happened is I was at, I think I was at Renberg Court appearing for a case there. And then I met my when I, I was a prosecutor at Renberg. So that was when I was, I was in Renberg Court. Mm. So I met my previous magistrate, like who I used to work with. They're like, oh, you know, I'm like, oh, she's like, oh, you must come to the bench. You know, I think you're ready. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know. How do you go? But like, no, just you know, there's there's people that it, when you when you go and you just act, you just ask the courthouse, ask the chief magistrate if there's any positions you'll still supply. Mm -hmm. I will think about it. So I think that's why, and then I think a year later, it was in 2018, 2018 late, I was like, ah, let me just ask around and see how do one does this. And then like, unfortunately, I spoke to one of the senior magistrates with a different call, like, no, there's interviews running, just come and apply. I'm like, ah, I don't know. But like, let me just come and apply. Then I apply and I got an acting stint, it was an acting. I got an existing that was I was placed in Soweto, you know, Soweto is big, different courts and everything. Here I am, I'm from the I'm from the defense attorney now. I can need to be neutral. It's a new different playground. You're actually the referee here, you're no longer the the the, the you know the opponent, you're no longer the state, you're no longer the defense attorney, you have to be neutral. So it was an exciting journey. I wasn't ready for it, but mm. I think. Thanks to my journey, it propelled me for me to be ready in a certain way. Mm. So I started, and yes, I started in the criminal court. I started learning. I started the journey. I started, I think the advantage for me was that since you were a prosecutor, you know the challenges of being a prosecutor. And you were a defense attorney, you know the challenge of being a defense mm. attorney. Mm. So whenever you, even the excuses that the attorneys will say to you, like, ah, I've done the trick in the book, I know it, you know? <laughs> Or as a prosecutor, I know the story, I know it. Mm. So I think that helped That helped me and I think it helped with the people that I was working with because over and above, you know that you form, you are a prosecutor, you can't be a certain way towards a prosecutor or the challenges of being an attorney or legal attorney, for example, you've been there, you know. So you can't then now be, believe that now you're perceived to be a demigod of some sort you want to treat people in a different way. It wasn't, so I, I refused that I'm not going to do that because I, my journey has taught me that these people, they are just like you, they, you were here, you were in this space, so you need to just now aid and help those who are there, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think my, I love working with Canadian attorneys because Canadian attorneys, you, it's the whole thing of, it's a lecturing session. They teach you, you teach them. You know, mm -hmm. so I think my even now my best people come to my court. I I love people that things who appear before me because you learn from them, they learn from you, 
and then you, you, try, you try to, because we're, we're different now. I mean, I did my articles back then, and as I'm doing the articles now, you hear the challenges, you hear how they do things, mm. you teach them, you know, you see, you listen to the aspirations. So that, so yeah, I joined the bench and last year then I became permanently appointed. When you become permanently appointed, you apply, the advertisement is there in the newspaper, you apply, you then get shortlisted, obviously qualifications, you need to LLB, they need to see some experience. Unfortunately, our profession, it, 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 they, it, it lies on what experience you have to have experience. So experience of about six, seven years or so, admitted a tenure and advocate. Mm. And both us, if you got ill, if you got your masters, then all those things actually. So then I got shortlisted. What benefited me was that I was acting in the position. So I, I, I kind of like knew, but I think that made my interview extremely harder because <laughs> they knew that you know, but yeah. So then I went for the interview, full panel. It's it mimics like the JC, you know the JC interviews? Yes, yes. Where you have the political, it's a, it's exactly like that, but in a small scale. Mm-hmm. So yeah, then you do that, and then I got appointed, and I moved courts, and then yeah, that's the life of a magistrate. So I think people have this perception develop of the bench in the judiciary. It's very serious thing. It's a very serious, yes, we're very serious. We know we, the, we, I think we define the normal profession in a way. Mm. So I think when people meet like, ah, you're a magistrate, but you're so cool, you know what, you know? So <laughs> I, I think I try to make it fun. That's why I think on social media, yes, I keep to myself because of the, I mean, I'm a public office bearer. Absolutely. But when people, when students DM me and then they, I respond, they get so shocked. I never thought that the magistrate will, will respond to me. You know, I'm like, no, but then I'm human. Before I, I know that I've come, I have a very important job, but we, I'm human first. We really so let me help that. We, we, we forget really that. Do. You look, you, 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 when you see a magistrate, you just like, like it's like, what day. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not you know, real. It's not real. You know, <laughs> when I was on TV earlier this year, there was social, ah, you do serious kids like that, so you really, really remember just being like, guys, you know? So I think it, 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 it's, it's like a, it's a shock, like, like what a culture shock, like, yo, mm. you know? Mm. Even in your within your family spaces, like, yeah, no, mm. when you arrive at family events, ah, the magistrate is like, no, guys, I'm just normal. It's just my job, the man, my nine to five job. But you realize that you carry the cap, you wear the cap all the time. Absolutely. So what I, what, what I want to do, what I try to do is that mix, I want to be, Afterwards, I want to be accessible, mostly mm-hmm. to candidate attorneys and students. So like, be accessible, see how they know that you, your journey, like maybe on this platform now, I'm being accessible, like, oh, you know what? It actually can happen. She didn't mm-hmm. go to the big, nice law firms, mm-hmm. but she is what she is. I want to aspire to be like that. It's possible. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the main vision and goal. If you know that I'm doing my community hours in a way, it's assisting and saying that if you can make it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. So if you see me like Kokayaka, like I'm at a restaurant in Stanton, like, oh, how many said God can see me? You better fly. This is why representation matters, you know. This is exactly matters, you know? everything you're saying is exactly, exactly. like yo, it just it just matters. It matters so much. It does, the shame. It really does. So I think also what helped, what also is more shocking is that I started my legal journey. So I mean, I started when I became in, when I started acting as a magistrate, I was 33, developed. Mm-hmm. It's quite a fairly young age. So it was the shocker, even mm-hmm. like more shock. At your young age, you are, you know, 33, when you just 30 just now, like, how did you do it? Happy we can so, bump into yeah. your taboo magistrate, how? You know, because it is like, <laughs> no, but we know old, we know people, all these people, people who are magistrates or judges are just old people. When you are young and you're doing it. And I think, when the space is there, opportunities there, grab it and take it. And I think I took it. Although it came when a time never thought it would happen, but I just took it and I grabbed it. So sure. here I am. Yeah. No, Katlako, the theme for the the the, the past um this this past International Women's Day that we had was break the bias. Mm-hmm. And I think you are a living, walking, breaking of the bias, you know. Um a young black female magistrate, like that young black female um, prosecutor, young black female defense mm-hmm. attorney, you, you've broken all the biases. And I think that's exceptional. 
you know, actually some people tell me the things they've done. I feel like, but I'm not dead. I haven't, I feel like, you know, that imposter syndrome sets in, mm-hmm. settles in, and you're like, and people say like, oh, wow, we saw you on this one. Wow, your story is amazing. Your journey is mm-hmm. amazing. But I feel like I'm not done, guys. I'm still pushing. I'm trying to push my, my education as well. Cool. You know, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do a lot of things. So imposter syndrome sets in, and then when people remind, but then no, your your story can could be mean something to someone else. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, sure, but I'm not there yet. Mm. And there's a lot of people who are magistrates, but like, but then your story is unique. Mm. When you went to different a different route and avenue, you tried it, it worked out for you. So in hindsight, then you're like, yeah, maybe mm. I can see, but I'm still not full circle. I'm there, but I'm not there. But obviously, everything is a journey. It's progress. I was Everything just about to say, stages. in, in <laughs> any event, this life is a journey. Exactly. I don't want to attribute to the destination. Nobody, even like um, Jeff Bezos is not like, oh, okay, I've got all the money now. Let me chill, you know? Exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it's going to be, it, it's, it's a journey. It's not going to end anytime soon. It's um, not. You, you're also on the path to showing us that um, you know, one day we'll have a, a black female um, chief justice, which which we came very close to, you know. Yes, you know, very close <laughs> to, but no pressure. Yo. No pressure. But, but um, uh, it, it yeah, just, no. it's just to highlight that this whole thing is a journey. You know, mm. there's, there's, there's always mm. um, something bigger that each of us want to achieve. And I think the best way to also deal with issues of of imposter syndrome is exactly what you Mm. mentioned about being accessible. When you make yourself accessible, when you speak your story um, tenfold um, all the time, you know, you're constantly reminding yourself of your story, those count Mm. as many celebrations, even without you being aware of it, you know? Um, and there are many mm. affirmations that oh, I'm on the right track. Yes, as I'm putting the brick and laying the brick, I don't see that uh, this wall is getting higher and higher. But each time you speak about it, you're able to reflect on how far you come. Um, the next time yeah, you speak yeah. to somebody, you without even realizing you've you've laid another brick, you're like, oh my goodness, I forgot that. Last year, I got um, you know offered a permanent position as a magistrate. Those are, those are the building blocks that you don't really celebrate mm. as they happen. But when you look back through telling your story, that's when you're able to almost kick the imposter syndrome in the in the butt. Definitely, definitely. And uh, you know, people, my friends around me, think, but you know, you, you need to celebrate. You need you need to celebrate your your achievements. But I'm like, ah, yeah, but. But no, you need to celebrate. You're like meaning you're, you're breaking barriers. You might not realize, mm-hmm. but you're really, literally breaking barriers. It's it's so nice to have a friend who I can say, guys, my friend is a magistrate. You know, mm-hmm. so, so I'm like, okay, I know, I get what you're saying. So I think it's important to celebrate one's achievement. To look be, to look back and like, you know what? When I started, when I started at the end in 2010, did I know that in 12 years time or so I'll be now presiding over matters, doing mm-hmm. matters, then sending people to jail, doing maintenance matters, all those things, you know. Mm-hmm. So you look back and like, yeah, it's been a long, it might look like a short journey, but it, it's been it's been hard. Absolutely. And this is where I am, right? And, and I, I'm still continuing working the journey to see where I need to go. Mm-hmm. So definitely, David, I agree with you. Sure, sure. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. You know, just looking at the time, um, I've been thinking at the back of my mind, the, the the platform has done so much in 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 educating people out there that is not out there about what one can do to be a constitutional court clerk, which the clerk plays a very um, um, what can I say like a research role, you know. Um, yes, I've seen you've had a lot of yeah, yeah supporting I've role seen. to mm. to to the justices how can one apply for a similar program at match court do, do you guys um, need researchers is there a way in which somebody who's interested in in being a court clerk can apply 
and then play that sort of research role in a similar capacity that the constitutional court clerks would play to the justices? You know, I think you're the second person to ask me this question. Um, we need to, you know, the magistrate court, there's this thing of, I think, we're the core phase of the justice system. Mm. That Magogo, who wants to go apply for a foster, who, who needs to go apply for a foster care grant, but she mm. needs to go get the order first. Mm. She she comes to the magistrate, doesn't go to the high court, she comes mm. to the magistrate court. Mm. So we're the core phase of the justice system. And, and for, we don't have these, these the niceties of there's a court clerk, I mean, there's a there's a researcher, mm. there's a constitutional court, you know, Lord, you're clerking at the constitutional court. We don't have that in the Mississippi court. Mm. If you want to become a court clerk, you have to apply by the justice, by the Department of Justice and Constitutional Development. You apply mm. to be a court clerk, maybe you'll be a stenographer, a court clerk, you do all those things, but you don't do basically research. We mm. do all research development. I don't sleep. If you sleep the same day you woke up, you're not doing anything. Sure. The judge to learn. Judge Tillera used to say that if you sleep the day you woke up, you're not doing anything. So I don't sleep. Like, I need to, like, today I need to, I've got three judgments for next week. I need to sit down and draft, finish one piece today because I have a busy weekend, you know. Mm -hmm. So you need to balance, you, your research is you, you know. We, you, you constantly have to read. You constantly have to go on your top of your game. So it, it's hard, but you tell yourself that I need this to equip myself and not only for the case, the method I'm doing, but also to equip myself. Because now you learn it's like, oh, I see this is how mm -hmm. you can apply it, whatever they do, your cases surrounding you, all those things that happen. So if someone wants to be a clear, you apply, it's not the same as court. constitutional court is different there. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's where we, we all want to be at the end mm -hmm. of the day. Some of us, you know, are mm -hmm. like, I can't be a justice, I want to be like Justice Theron, Santa, Thinking, you know, want to be like that, you know. So it's if you want to, you can. You, a lot of what I've seen at, at court, a lot of courts, they like, oh, you wish to come. Actually, I'm doing my job while I'm working here, so it, it's a bit easier for me work with what I want to do. So, unfortunately, there's no program like that. I would want it to. I, I would want it to happen because mm -hmm. it will help. We do a lot of cases, develop, like there's a lot of men that go through the magistrate court. So if we have if we have that support system of having a researcher, that would be perfect. Sure, of I can research. imagine. You know, mm. yes, you have the you have the tools, mm. but you have to do it yourself. So yeah. And then people get so disappointed when they hear they're like, oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know. Oh, right so you get those, you get that in the in the high court and the continual court, not at the magistrate court, mm. no. Mm. Yo, that's a lot. Um I don't know, your, your, your answer made me tired. <laughs> Is it? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Do you understand that why wine is needed here and there sometimes? <laughs> your answer made me tired. I'm just like, oh, like, okay. Um, <laughs> that is not an easy, that is definitely not an easy role. Uh, but yo, thank you for answering that question. I, I'm, I'm happy that now a lot more people will be exposed to, to how things work. And, and that there's mm. no similar position at a match court. I can't remember these are the creatures of statutes. So ish, ish. Creatures of statutes, you know, our hands are tied, you know. <laughs> you find that someone wants a type of order, I'm like, yo, mm. I don't have inherent jurisdiction, I'm not the high court, ish, you know. Ish. A creature mm. of statutes, you know, mm. so, so yeah, definitely. Sure. Yo, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. That that mm. that makes the work that you do even more exceptional, to be quite honest. Um, um I'm really inspired. I'm in awe. Thank you so much, Thank you. Like, <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of work. It's, mm. And I think if you know where you want to go, I think maybe then I, I put so much pressure on myself that I want my judgment to be like this. I need to type, I need to read, I need to, mm. you know. Mm. And I think what's important is I, I, I love what I do. Mm. I wake up, maybe I might be tired or I'm exhausted. But I love what I do. Like I, I'm, I've got the passion for it. You know, I, I would go home and like, okay, I'm stressing about this. I don't know what to do, but it's just, it's just nice. If you know that you, you're doing something, bettering someone's life, or changing someone's behavior. If you say that I have to sentence you now, you've done wrong, but you know you're doing it for the betterment of themselves. Obviously, you have to pay for your crimes or your sins. 
But yeah, so if, you, if you help someone, a mother who says, this man is not paying maintenance, help me. And you actually get to help that they come back like, oh no, the garnish order works perfectly fine and all that. Mm -hmm. It's good. You mm -hmm. know, it's a full good thing. That Magogo comes for that foster care application order. You know that, let me help you, you, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, 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 my job is heartwarming for me. Uh, I'm happy at what I do. I love what I do. And I think I'm getting better at it because you learn every day. It's school there. I learned, I get schooled. I school people, so mm -hmm. we learn from each other. So like a nice little community, you know. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. And obviously, the the big boys stuff. You get those old advocates who come to you. You feel like you're getting intimidated, but you read, you read, mm -hmm. you know, you know your story, and then we go, we fly. So yeah. Sure, I absolutely love that. Yo, uh, yo, I love that. Thank you. Yo, thank you for sharing your, <laughs> thank you so your journey with us. It's actually been very, very refreshing, very new content, you know, I'm very excited. Uh, we haven't had a, like I said, a, a prosecutor, defense attorney, magistrate. We haven't had this combo. All in one. Eh? <laughs> All in one. Yo. <laughs> I really got more than I bargained for. So thank you for availing yourself and, and just sharing your story so beautifully with us. Um, you know, as, as, as we come to the end of, of this conversation, is there anything that I didn't ask you, but you'd really like to use this platform to share with, you know, the listeners, uh, a piece of advice, um, a personal experience that, that you think somebody could learn for just anything that I'm, I haven't specifically asked you that you can get off your chest before we, before I let you go. Um, I think advice to law students. If you study law, I said that when I started the interview, I studied law because I had no option. I did not see myself doing a BA study, BA or psychology. Mm. I, I, I had no option. I, I was terrible at maths. I was terrible at sciences. So study law with the understanding that money doesn't come instantaneously. Study Study law because yep. you want to make a change in, yeah. jurisp in the jurisprudence of this country. Study law because you want to help that normal man of the, the regular men and women on the street, you know. Study law with the view that, with the idea of I'm going to, in my work and my craft, if I extend kindness, people will receive it. So for the law students, don't be disheartened when you don't find articles. I know it, it is a problem now. Little bit students are sitting, you know, they're looking for, for articles, but then they don't, they're not aware that I can actually maybe go be a librarian and then somehow be getting to lecturing. I can actually be a researcher. I can actually go work in an insurance company. And, you know, I can start this small thing that will build me to, I can be legal advisor at the bank. So there's a lot of avenues in this profession that we're not exposed to. That's why I love your platform because you interview a lot of women from different spheres of this profession. It's so cool that they can like, oh, actually I can do that. Mm -hmm. I don't have to do this first. So when you when you want to, when you know that we, at the end of the day, I want to become an attorney or an advocate, do it in a way that makes sense to you. I know people were thinking that you are crazy. Why don't you just aspire to just to go to the big five? I didn't. But then in my journey, I didn't enjoy what I wanted to do. I love criminal law as well. Then mm -hmm. I became a prosecutor. Mm -hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So if you have a plan, stick to it. It may change. Maybe it might be unsatisfactorily. Things happen and they do. You mm -hmm. know, so just go with the plan. Believe in yourself. I don't want to sound like I'm preaching. <laughs> but if you believe in yourself, you will go. I want to say yeah. that fortune favors the brave. If you're Absolutely. brave enough and you're passionate enough, enough about what you want to do and what you want to become and always thinking about humanity you know helping your fellow black brothers or mm -hmm. fellow black women your fellow human race next you will succeed you will you will find purpose in whatever you're you start to do so and then with regard to my female sisters who are in this profession who are Zaba Lazarin I know mm -hmm. there's quite a few who are not opening their own law firms trying this space mm -hmm. break barriers don't be discouraged. Don't be disheartened. Mm. Push. I might have reached, I mean, I practiced for what, seven years. Maybe a lot of people can go beyond the seven and they can mm. do amazing things that you can, for the little girl that's coming behind you, say, I want to open my own law firm. Mm. 
I want to become the next SC, best female SC. It's a bit disappointing to see when, when these big cases happen on a table on TV. You don't see, we don't see as female SCs there. We don't see them, you know. We don't see the question of course. So I would love to see women taking forth the jurisprudence of this country, changing it, creating, formulating it, you know. So let's push if you're in your space, pushing your firm, pushing your you dead to join us bar. You're pushing, get those free fight. I know everything starts, the briefing patterns can be tough, but let's keep to keep on continuing with the struggle. You won't get there. So yeah, and it's possible, you know, you can be a mother, you can be a superwoman. Superwoman exists, you know. So yeah, I believe so. It's possible. Yeah. You can study, you can be a lawyer, you can you can do it. You, you can. can do it. Yeah. You can do it, So don't be disheartened. Don't think that if I if I don't qualify to go there. To go to certain buildings, it's the end of the road. Mm-hmm. It's not. Mm-hmm. I think maybe I could be a reminder that it's not. I I I left my permanent job to go to legal aid. You know, mm-hmm. there's this stigma which I always try to fight all the time. That no, actually, there you can go get your litigation skills there to mm-hmm. the and you can grow with it. So, yes, those are avenues. Look at different avenues. The law is diverse. There's there's a lot. The law is diverse. Sure. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Like um. You know, in a nutshell, it ties to me always say, always telling, you know, the younger students, the younger graduates or pe- uh, young professionals that don't internalize people's experiences. You know, it's very important for you to experience some of it yourself. Mm. Uh, once you internalize someone's experience, you're, Yo, I'm not going to do X, Y, Z because you know, that thing is very difficult. Or, they struggled. It's fine. Don't internalize people's experiences. Your path is different, um, and you and you are set apart mm. from from the next person for for whatever reason. Definitely. Oh. So yeah, that's people must just write, work your journey, and then that's it. It will make sense to you. It didn't make sense to a lot of people, but then I did it what I had to do. So yeah. yeah so I hope that my story inspired to inspire those who don't have an option, who don't know what to do. So I really hope it does. Somehow. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much, Katleho. I do have to let you go. Um, Thank you. So it won't be the last time. time you hear from me, though. Like, uh, now now you're in my country. Are contact. you sure? <laughs> now you're in my country. So, I'm accessible. <laughs> now you're accessible. So, it's not going to be the I'm last accessible time. <laughs> Definitely. It was, it was an absolute pleasure. I love what you're doing. Keep on doing it alone. Keep Thank on you. teaching, educating. It's important. A lot of people need it. A lot of, I believe, women need it. They mm. know that, you know, there's opportunities out there. So continue what you're doing. It's inspiring. I listen to your interviews. I listen to the one, is it, um, the one who was a conditional law clerk. I think you've had a cup. Listen yeah. to them. You know, it's, it's interesting. For your first season, you're in the third season now. It's amazing. You're doing a, such an amazing job. So continue, my sister. We're all in the struggle. Thank you, thank you, H. Thank you so much. You, H, don't make me emotional. However, thank you so much. (laughs) Feel good. I have a big big grin um, on my face because yo, I never grew up thinking that one day it will be magistrate. So this is exciting for me. No problem. Enjoy enjoy the rest of your week. I do have to let you go. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tabella.